Eating protein is the basis for building muscles, boosting focus, sustaining energy, and balancing your mood. But how do you know if you're eating enough protein? And if you aren't, how can you easily add more protein into your diet? Even more importantly, what if you don't feel good after eating protein? What does this mean? I cover all these topics and more on today's episode, including sharing my top high-protein foods list and an example of protein I eat during the day. If you are hitting a wall trying to eat more protein or think protein is your next step in your health but don't feel you digest protein well, then this podcast episode is for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. So before we jump into today's topic, I want to address this big question of what if you can't digest protein well, or what if you don't feel good on protein? When I am often talking with clients about their balancing their mood and building their muscles and helping them feel stronger and getting better focus and all these things that protein does for us, I often hear them say, but I don't feel good when I eat protein, especially meat protein. And this is a huge problem. If you are having problems eating protein, this does not mean to stop eating protein. It does mean to start fixing the root cause of why you feel bad on protein. And hint, it is nothing to do with you uniquely, maybe genetically not doing better on protein and needing to go vegan. What it does mean is that you need to start looking into the three main ways that you feel good on protein, which is stomach acid, bile production, and pancreatic enzymes. If this is something that resonates with you as I have problems with digesting protein, then I have great news for you. This November 13 and 14, I am throwing my first free workshop where I teach you the four keys to end bloating and constipation. And you might be wondering why bloating and constipation? What does that have to do with protein? Because the same things that cause constipation and bloating are the things that cause difficulty digesting protein. I share all about this on November 13 and 14 at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in my workshop, Clear Your Constipation. It's a live two-day workshop shop where I have a 45 minute zoom call with me and all the other ladies and men who are with you and want to end their bloating and constipation too. In this, you're going to get quick to the point teaching, 
easy-to-do homework for quick wins, have the opportunity for a free 15-minute power coaching with me, and you're going to walk away with the next steps to finally end your bloating and constipation, get prize, meet new friends, and get clarity on what you've tried thus far to end your bloating and constipation, why that hasn't worked, and what to do instead. I promise you will get no more recommendations to just drink more water, eat more fiber, or take probiotics. This workshop will not include those same annoying recommendations you see all over the internet. My promise to you is that you will hear something new in this workshop that will unlock your bowels literally because honestly, I don't have time to put this much effort into putting this on for you to tell you things you already know. On top of all of this, I'm giving out prizes to you for just showing up because I want this to be a party. There will be a prize for day one and day two, and I'm going to be sharing all about the details of the prizes in our registration emails. So if you are ready to eat more protein, have no bloating or constipation, then go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes to register today. And if you can't show up, no biggie. We are going to be recording and sharing a replay of the workshop. You will get, if you join and register, you will also get access to our special bonus offer for being a part of the workshop, whether live or watching the replay, but you just need to register. So go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. That's betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. All right, though, let's get into eating protein and the four simple steps to eat more protein. So step one, I want you to literally take out a piece of paper or pull out your phone if that's where you like to take notes. And I want you to start writing out foods at the top of the paper of what you eat during the day. So maybe you can separate out breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, just start to think through different times of day, what you're eating typically during those days and write that out. So it may be a cup of oatmeal or um, a, a waffle you're toasting in the, in the, in your toaster or two boiled eggs or some egg salad, whatever you're eating, put that in the top of your paper. Next, once you have written out all those foods, I want you to open Google and Google how much protein is in those foods. So you can say protein in eggs, protein in pasta, protein in etc. fruit, peanut butter. And as you get your proteins, put that next to each of those foods that you've written out that you typically eat during the day. Then you want to make sure that as you're writing down these protein um, protein amounts that you are multiplying them by the serving. So for example, I just know that pr- peanut butter has a serving size of one tablespoon. So if you look up protein in peanut butter, it will give you protein per tablespoon. So you need to know, are you eating about one tablespoon? Is it two? Is it three? And that will, you'll, you'll multiply the peanut butter's protein, which is eight grams per tablespoon. So if you know you have two tablespoons that you eat, it'd be 16 grams every time you're eating that two tablespoons of protein. But once you have all your protein amounts that you've multiplied um, by your serving size, are you eating one serving, two serving, three servings, etc., then add up all your protein on that sheet, and that is your protein in the day. And what I want you to do with that number just initially is it's just like look at it and decide like, are you surprised by how much it is? Are you surprised by how little it is? There's honestly no shame about this. I did this exercise recently, recently being about a year ago when I got pregnant and I was told that pregnant women 
should be eating around 100 grams of protein in a day. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty healthy. I probably do just fine. And my midwife had me write down, do this exact exercise, write down all the foods I was eating in a typical day. I literally just did like a three-day food journal and just wrote down everything I was eating. That's another option. Just write down everything you're eating for a full day. And then I calculated all the protein that was in that food. And I was way, way, way under what I should be eating. I might have been at best 40 grams a day, but it was it was pretty low. It was more fat-heavy and carb-heavy. Um, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of that, but I did have to make some changes. And it's just started with awareness. So step one is find out how much protein you are eating. Step two is determine your protein goal. Your goal is going to best be defined by your weight, which is what what you're going to do is you're going to want to do one gram of protein on average per pound of body weight. So if you're 120 pounds, it's 120 grams of protein. If you're 200 pounds, 200 grams of protein. Um, in general, women in their midlife and older need more protein just because of how your metabolism works and all these other factors. So definitely, if you are 40 and above, do not take this lightly to 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 be skimping on the on the protein. But if you're like me, 120 grams of protein or 200 or whatever number you have might seem ridiculous, especially if you're in like the 40 grams of protein or 30 like I had been. So a good starting place that I tend to find is really helpful for for my clients if they are just starting on this eating more protein journey is 80 grams of protein in the day. Why? Because you can do 20 grams of protein for three meals and then 20 grams of protein in a snack. And it's usually not a ridiculous amount of food and it, it's it's approachable. And the 80 grams, it's starting to get you to that like 100 gram tipping point, which is a really, really powerful place to be. I aim to eat 80 grams of protein a day um, as like my baseline and sometimes I get more, but I really say, let's try and get 80. And I found that it massively, massively has improved how I feel during the day. So just go and look at how much protein you're eating daily from step one, and then determine like how, how much of a stretch goal do you have? If you're already at 80 grams of protein, you know, add in, try to get to 100 or 120. Um, if you're not at 80, just have 80 be your goal. So that's step two, determine your goal. Step three, divvy up how much protein you want in a day into your meal. So if your goal was 80 grams, then I typically find that a very doable way to get 80 grams is 20 grams of protein for three meals and then 20 grams of protein in a snack. Boom, 80 grams. Now, if your goal is 100 or 150 and say you only eat two meals a day because you intermittent fast or just how your life is, just know you're going to be eating larger amounts of protein and fewer meals, or maybe you snack more. Um, you can divvy it up over five different kind of eating periods during the day, but whatever your eating rhythms are, divvy up your goal of your protein, that 80 grams or otherwise, into how many kind of meal days meals you're eating. That's step three. Step four, last step, eat protein with ways you most like to eat and prepare protein. And the key is is both eating, so like something you are willing to put into your mouth that you might look forward to and not dread the entire time, and prepare. So something that, um, you know, Right now, it's really hard for me to prepare, say, like a breast, chicken breast to eat at every single meal. And I also would get really bored of chicken breast personally, though some of my clients love that. And so for me, I'm picking things that feel doable to prepare and 
and maybe meal batch or whatever it is going on and also eat something I'm willing to put in my mouth. And so you then say like breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. What are like what I typically say is I have like a small list of breakfast items that I know are going to get me 20 grams of protein or more, a small list of lunch, small list, maybe a larger list for dinner since usually my dinners are more varied and I'm eating it with my family, and then a small list of snacks that I know are going to get add to my overall protein goals. So, an example of what literally I tend to eat. Right now I'm going to kick for breakfast. I tend to eat almond flour collagen muffins. So I'm, I eat grain-free. These are made out of literally just almond flour. They have peanut butter in them, collagen powder in them. They have an egg uh, or two eggs, which honestly doesn't add a lot of protein to all of them. So I don't even count that, but the egg is part of the binder. The almond flour itself has protein in it. And between the collagen powder, the peanut butter, and the almond flour in them, I get about 20 grams of protein. And for days where I either have a little bit more time, I'm at home to cook, or I'm hungrier, I will add in an egg or two. So if I add two eggs, I might get another 12 grams of protein into that meal. So I'm typically getting about 20 grams of protein in my almond flour collagen muffins, and maybe an additional 12 with two eggs if I have the appetite for it, which I don't always, I just, I just work with, I don't force myself to eat. Don't ever do that. Y'all it's, it's not fun. <laughs> um, but that is an example. And just a hint, if you are making um, muffins, but you're using wheat flour, for example, wheat does not have a lot of protein in it. So just keep that in mind if you're trying to hit 20 grams, that whatever ingredients you're using, that you just make sure you're counting it um, with with how much protein is actually in them. So that's my breakfast is typically one of these muffins. I batch prepare them. So I'll make 12 of them at once. They're, they're really big muffins. Um, they're like the, the mega sized ones. And then I will keep those in my fridge and I'll eat one every morning for about two weeks and then I'll batch it again. And that's my breakfast. Super, super doable. And by the way, they are chocolate with chocolate chips. Come on. They're amazing. I like to eat them. Now for lunch, um, I just pulled out one thing that I've done in the past. So my, I eat chickpea noodles because again, I'm grain free. But one of the benefits of chickpea noodles, aside from not having any grains in them, like wheat, corn, or rice, is that they have 20 grams of protein in a three and a half ounce serving. Whoa, that's amazing. So you're just talking about what you normally would consider as your carb already has 20 grams of protein. Then if you add something like a sausage on top, whether it's a half of a sausage or a full sausage, some like tomato sauce, if it's just that, or if you have space in your, in your belly for a vegetable that you can cut on top, like an onion or zucchini, that's a nice lunch. And then dinner, if you do something like a salmon or a burger on a bed of lettuce, which I typically am doing beds of lettuce, partly because I'm grain free, partly because if I eat a carb with an entire burger or an entire salmon, I don't have space for both. Um, I just, how much I eat, I don't feel, I feel overly full. And so I'll eat the meat first on a more, on a less filling um side. So less filling being like a bed of lettuce. So salmons and burgers really quickly get you to that 20, 30 grams of protein for not a lot of, 
um, in a very, very dense space. And then lastly, you have your snack. So some of my go-to snacks I love at Costco, they have a banana chocolate it's called banana chocolate almond protein milk. It's not a succinct name. There's 16 grams of pea protein in this milk and it's dairy free and it's chocolate and it's slightly sweet, but not like ridiculously sweet. And there's no whey or, or sucrose or, or kind of fake sugars in it. So just the banana um, that has sweetened it and then chocolate, which makes it chocolate and the pea protein. So super great. 16 grams of protein. Um, I'll also uh, maybe eat two boiled eggs, 12 gram, which is 12 grams of protein. It's not a phenomenal amount of protein, but the other benefits of eggs is that it has a lot of nutrients in it because of the egg yolk. Um, I eat a link of jerky. Jerky's benefits is it doesn't go bad easily. So you can keep it in your car, at your office. Um, might eat a half cup of almonds or other nut. That I mean, a half cup of almonds is 15 grams of protein. And so um, I love nuts. I don't know why I can eat a lot of them. So I'll even eat up to a, a full cup of almonds, not because I'm forcing myself, but because I like to, and that that is key. And if I'm at home, I make, might make a homemade smoothie, which might have collagen powder or something like two tablespoons of peanut butter and then two tablespoons of peanut butter powder, which literally, if you just have the peanut butter and the peanut butter powder, and there's four tablespoons total, that's 32 grams of protein. And then you just add in, you know, a banana, some ice, I put celery in it for additional micronutrients. Um, my, my, sometimes I put blueberries in it, um, cocoa powder, different things like that. And you have a really delicious smoothie. So go ahead, Google protein rich foods, protein rich recipes on Pinterest, whatever you want to do, find your protein options. Um, you can mimic some of what I did and then eat those things um, in a way that feels sustainable for you. If you don't want to eat a chocolate muffin every day like me, <laughs> do something else. I've had different things I've done in the past, but find something that works for you. So that is the four steps. Find out how much protein you are eating. Learn your goal based off of either your weight or just using that 80 grams minimum. Divvy up how much protein, all that, that protein goal um, into a way you can eat it throughout the day and then eat like fine protein that you can eat in ways you like to eat and you like to prepare it. And bonus, bonus, bonus is always eat snacks that have protein. This is one way I see people really throwing out their nutrient and like filling up on things that are not nutrient dense is eating snacks that don't have protein. Protein, you know, you can eat a snack like an RX bar, which has protein in it, or you can eat, again, a boiled egg or a piece of jerky. But I find that snacking, like if it's crackers or whatever it is your typical snack is, ask yourself, does it have any protein? If it doesn't, find a way to swip, swap, swap it out for something that has protein or mix it with something that has protein, like apple slices, eat some peanut butter, just some way that you can get some protein in it. So, as a reminder, if you are struggling, if say, say you listen to all this and you're just struggling with the idea of eating protein, you find you it's difficult to, di to digest, you feel worse on any of these foods that you've put on your list of like, these are protein foods, but I don't like, I don't feel good after I eat them. Don't feel like you need to eat those foods, but do go ahead and heal your digestion. And again, this is something I'm talking about in my workshop, Clear Your Constipation, happening November 13th and 14th, my free two-day live workshop. And 
again, even though it says talks about constipation and bloating, constipation and bloating are caused by the same things that cause problems with digesting protein. So the best way to overcome digesting protein is not to avoid every single protein or to avoid meat. It's to heal your digestion. So again, register registration for this workshop is happening right now. Go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. I would love, love, love to see you on this workshop and how teach you the four keys to end your bloating and constipation for good. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.